Morning. Good morning. Yeah, that was a lot better. Hey, I tried to do a good job last service about setting it up. Like, it was my job to come up here and, and just kind of help us get in the groove here. And I actually did a horrible job of... I'm I almost speechless, awesome, which if you know me real personally, that's a real tough thing to do. I typically have something to say. But regardless if you're visiting or if you've been coming here for a really long time, it's going to be an awesome service. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, you're kind of half clapping right now. Wait till the end of service. I'm telling you, I'm doing a horrible job of setting this up. So... I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Brandon. I'm our Community and Next Steps pastor. So if you're Vince this morning, I am so glad that you are here. Everybody should have received a bulletin or a piece of paper. There's a tear-off at the bottom of that. If you could fill that out. And if you're a guest this morning, take that card to our cafe, free drinks for you and your family, and we even have a little gift for you just to show our appreciation for you being here this morning. There's, uh, we're getting ready to sing a song called Line in the Lamb. And we, we've sang it quite a few times here uh, at the church, but man, there's a few lines in this song that um, I never really grasped. Uh, I knew that I was going to be speaking this morning and kind of getting things started, and so I went on YouTube, and I, and I went through the whole song list, and I'm telling you guys, if you got socks on, they're not going to be on by the end of it. It's going to be awesome. But there's a line in this first song that talks about setting the captives free. Now, if you've been here for the last few weeks, we've been in this series called Starting Over and, and talking about regrets. And, and even on the sides here, um, there's palettes that people have written their regrets on. And I love the idea that in our relationship with Jesus, he's going to come and set us free from those things. And we're going to dialogue and we're going to talk about those things this morning. But I'm going I'm to pray, and I hope that you're ready this morning because it is going to be awesome. Okay? Lord Jesus. We come humbly before you, but man, we come with anticipation this morning. There's baptism. People are taking their next steps in their faith. Lord, I praise you and thank you for the gentleman who came for his first time this week and got baptized. I praise you for that, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, your presence was known. You answered prayers. We ask for your presence to be known, and Lord, whew, you showed us. And so, Jesus, we pray this audacious prayer again, that we ask that your presence be made known this morning. May it be undeniable whether we are kicking the tires about this whole Jesus thing or we've been walking with you for a while, that we know that your presence was known here this morning. And so, Jesus, we worship, we sing songs, we hear word. Lord, we're going to hear a powerful testimony. And so, Jesus, we ask that you would use this space, this time, to draw us closer to you. Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. And it's in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. When you first heard the truth, you thought it was too good to be true. Was there really a God who could roar like a lion and love like a lamb? A God who knows the name of every star and your name too? Was there really a man who walked the earth blameless and yet took all the blame and the shame and made a way for you to have new life? Grace, peace, 
forgiveness, joy, love, are those things really attainable in Jesus? That's what you heard them say. And something about that name was enough for you to come back and hear the truth again and again and again. And yet life continued raging and the storms were reckless and loud. Storms like death, addiction, and divorce. Like fires and we're sorry to informs. Storms like bills and kids who are out of control or you who now never know if you are empty or full. And yet in him, you find you can be still. For though the storms were strong, Jesus was stronger, and not even the storm could stop the Lord from speaking and fighting and being. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? There is no one. For he is and was and is to come. His will will be done. He is ever-present, ever-holy, ever-true, ever-here. And you, you who are here in this place are here with him. So be still. Be joyful, be hopeful, be made new. Take where you are and give it to Jesus. He knows your name and that is the greatest truth. Spirit of God, fall fresh on us. We need your presence. Your kingdom come, your will be done here as in heaven. Well, good morning, friends. Oh my goodness, it started already. I'm full of grace this morning, Adam, <laughs> holding everything back right now. Well, my name's Ryan. I'm the lead pastor here at Radiant Life, and uh, thank you for coming, because outside of Easter Resurrection Sunday, the biggest moment in our faith, that the tomb is empty, that this is my second favorite Sunday of the entire year when we get to celebrate baptism together. We have had seven in the first service. We had a lot of spontaneous that we ran out of towels and had to go get more towels, which is awesome. And we have more this, more, this service. I want to wrap up, though. We've been on a five-part Falls teaching series titled Starting Over. And the one thing that we've been looking at is this common shared thing we all have together. And we all have what, friends? We all have it. So turn around and give three people high fives real quick. Say, I'm with you. All right, we all got them. We all got regrets. Whether some of us, they're a long time ago in our past. Some of us, they're just more recent Perhaps last night on the football field where one team doesn't even show up. We all have regrets. There's something that we wish we hadn't done. We talked about three types of regrets in this series. Regrets of action. Those moments where we say, don't, why did I do that? Then regrets of inaction. Where we just didn't act because we were fearful. Maybe it was just time wasted or missed out opportunities, regrets of inaction, and then there's regrets of reaction, where maybe perhaps things happen to us, not on our own fault, but we just react because we don't like what happened to us, whether it's a car accident or that disease or illness that you got. And we've been looking at that. We've been looking at also a three-step process on how to release our regrets. 
or how to work through them? What do we do with these big, ugly monsters that are in our past that keep rearing its ugly head? And here are the three steps we looked at. Number one, recognize your regret. The idea is we are so good at hiding our regrets because we don't like them. That's why they're called regrets. We shove those things under uh, water. We put them under the carpet and pretend like it never happened at all. But the first thing, if we're going to move on and live a life beyond our regrets in Jesus, is to recognize our regret. The second step is to release it. Allow God and you to just forgive whatever happened because we can't change the past. The past is our past. It's done with. Don't live in it anymore. Keep our eyes forward. Release it. And then finally, redeem our regret. Allow God to use your regret, your story, to bring honor and glory to his name and bring his kingdom here on earth. Three steps. This morning, as I wrap up real quick, before we celebrate lives that are changed by Jesus, I want to ask us three final questions as we wrap this series up together. Three final questions. So if you're a note taker, you're going to love three points right here. Question number one, as we wrap up this, our time together, question number one to constantly ask yourself about regret is this. Instead of recognizing my regret, am I turning a blind eye to it? Are you turning a blind eye to your regrets? Because oftentimes, regrets, and we've been, throughout the last several weeks, we've been writing our regrets on these pallets and for many of us, we may just turn a blind eye because it brings so much pain to us and heartache. And we don't want to go down that road again of reliving everything that has happened. Rage, adultery, lust, gambling, alcohol, stealing, smoking, drugs, money debt, unforgiveness, unfaithful to my spouse, rape, disobedience, betrayal, whatever, cussing at my kids, Whatever it is, instead of recognizing it, are we just turning a blind eye to it? Are you willing to risk the short-term pain in order for the long-term reward in your life? Because if we need to hit this head-on, you're going to have to let it come to the surface and recognize our regrets. In fact, I'm going to look at Acts chapter 22. If you want to go there, I hope do this during your devotion time. Read Acts 22 this week because I'm going to pick little nuggets out. A guy by the name of Paul, he's talking to a large crowd. He's actually just been arrested. And now he's beginning to speak in front of a large crowd. And we get what he says right off the bat. You're going to hear his regret as he explains his story to the crowd. In Acts chapter 22, verse 4, it says this. I, what friends? Let's try that one more time. I, I persecuted. Remember, Paul's talking to a large crowd. I persecuted the followers of this way to their what? Death. Death. Now stop right there. What are followers of this way? That's just another term for uh, followers of Jesus. They weren't known as Christians back then. They were known as the way. Because Jesus would often go around speaking, I am the way, the truth and the light. He would always go, I am the way. You want to know your heavenly father? I'm the way to the heavenly father. I'm the way to God. And so early followers of Jesus got this nickname, the way. 
And here Paul, in front of the crowd, is speaking, I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women, throwing them into prison, as the high priest and all the council can themselves testify. I even obtained letters from them to their associates in Damascus and went there to bring these people as what? As prisoners to Jerusalem to be what, friends? Punished. So here, immediately, Paul in front of the crowd is recognizing his wall of regret. He's acknowledging he has a story. I persecuted these followers of Jesus. I imagine that Paul's wall must have been pretty big. I didn't just persecute them. I got letters to try to imprison them. And he's going to later say, I beat them. And I imagine his wall is just getting big. But for Paul, he didn't just turn a blind eye to it. But for Paul, he lived out the first. Recognize your regret. How are you doing in that? That's the first question we got to ask ourselves. The second question to ask ourselves is this. Instead of releasing my regret, am I holding on to it? Are you still holding on to your regret? So turn to someone and just say, let it go. Good, no one's singing the song yet. That's good. But now y'all are. (laughs) We just got to let it go. See, I think sometimes our regrets, the things that happened in our past, the wall of regret, this becomes a security blanket, a comfort blanket to us. How many of you had a blankie when you grew up, right? You know I did. I used the word blankie, right? And it's that beautiful little cozy thing, and it was yours. I think for many of us, we haven't released this yet because this is, we feel this is still a part of us, and we don't know what will happen if we actually just let it go. Why? Because we're in control of it. I'm afraid to give it to God because I don't know what is going to happen next. Do I have to share my regret now? I mean, is God going to get that out in the light? And I'm really embarrassed by it. For some of us, we're still holding on to it. We haven't released it yet. I've heard an analogy of uh, the way we trust God. It's a beautiful analogy. You remember the first time you went on a diving board? The very first time that you went to a diving board and you probably got to the edge and you're like, I can't do this, right? And then you just take a step back and you're like, oh, I got to do it. And you go back out and eventually you do what? You jump. That's the way trusting God is like that diving board analogy. It's just that we want to trust God so bad with the ugly stuff in our lives, and we know it's right, but we have an issue with trust because I just don't know what's going to happen. And you're on the edge of the diving board. Just jump. Because once you go into the water as a kid and you get out, you're like, ah, that's easy, I got this. And you go and do it again and again and again. It's the same exact thing when we trust God. Just jump and it gets easier and easier knowing that your heavenly father loves you so much. And his ways are higher than our thinking and our ways. And sometimes in life we just say, God, what are you doing? And I think when we get to heaven, God's gonna, we're going to be able to say, I understand. That makes sense. God, you're cool, because I never even saw that while I was on earth. And God's using us in mighty, mighty ways. In fact, 
Paul, later on in Acts chapter 22, as he's sharing his story of what has happened to us, or what has happened to him, he's sharing about a conversation he had with a guy by the name of Ananias. And this is what Ananias ends up telling Paul after he already told Paul, hey Paul, you're gonna, you are highly respected. You're going to go out and start this movement and people are going to hear your words from your mouth. And he says, you will be witnesses to all the people. And this is what then Paul says in Acts chapter 22, verse 16. This is what Ananias tells Paul. He says, and now, what are you waiting for? Can we read those four words together? Get up, be baptized. Get up, be baptized, and wash away your what? I messed that one up. And wash your sins away. There we go. We got it. All right, good job. Late night last night. (laughs) Calling on his name. Ananias was God's mouthpiece to Paul. Paul says, I did all this stuff. My wall's huge of regrets. And Ananias says, get up and get baptized. Get up and get baptized. Wash away your sins. They're gone. And I think for many of us, we just need to hear those four words, get up and get baptized. Get up, get baptized. Because I think for many of us, we're just still stuck here. We're stuck here. We know we want to move beyond this wall, but we're still stuck with all of our regrets. Hear the words from God speaking to you. Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away. You want to live a life beyond this? Get up. (laughs) Just start walking towards Jesus. Whether you follow Jesus this morning or not, just start walking towards him. And I guarantee you better things lie ahead for you than where you're at now. I love it. So the second question we ask ourselves, instead of releasing my regret, 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 am I still holding on to it? Here's the third and final question that we got to ask ourselves as we wrap up this series. Instead of redeeming my regret, am I resisting redemption? Instead of redeeming my regret, am I resisting redemption? Let me hear you say redemption. Redemption. One more time. It's fun. One more time. Ready? Redemption. It's an awesome word, my favorite word, because it's the entire story of God. Everything that's lost and broken, God is in the business of redeeming. And listen, our Heavenly Father is not in the business of just trying to erase your regret. He wants to redeem your regret for his glory and his honor. That God can use our mistakes, our wall of regret for his kingdom purposes. As Jesus prayed, that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and you and I can be a part of that if we allow our regrets to become his story and we share it. Know this, God is way bigger than anything on that wall. God's grace, God's power, God's strength in your life is bigger than anything that we have written on these walls. And in fact, in Acts chapter 22, it continues, and and Paul's beginning to wrestle with something. He's beginning to wrestle with who he was, and God's trying to call him to the new life, and he's wrestling. And we pick up in verse 19. This is what Paul says. Paul says, Lord, I replied, These people know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison in what, friends? You think he's going back to his wall? God, I know you're calling me, but everyone knows who I am. I imprison these people. I beat them. 
those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, Stephen, the first follower of Jesus to be killed because of his faith, Paul says, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. God, that was me. My wall of regret is my approval for the killing of Stephen. And then they put their cloaks in front of me and I guarded them while they stoned him. I did this. And then God's going to respond in verse 21. Then the Lord said to me, what's that one word? Go. Go. I love how simple God is. Hey, Paul, go. I will send you far away to the Gentiles. I think for many of us, we are just still stuck here. We're stuck here. And we just need to hear go. Just turn to someone and say go. And turn to someone else and say go. And turn to someone else and say go. Our go's got less and less. Go. Just go. Because with Jesus, everything changes. And God's conversation with Paul is, I get your wall of regret. I get it. Are you going to allow that to speak into you, or are you going to allow me to speak into you? And I said, go. I think for many of us, we just need to hear, go. Go. And in fact, Paul goes, and he becomes the greatest missionary that we know today. You know, two-thirds of your Newer Testament is written by this guy who probably had a bigger wall of regret than most of us. And he writes two-thirds of our Newer Testament. And in fact, he's writing to the church in Corinth, and this is what he says, and I love this verse. I don't have any tattoos, but this would be one if I got one. I want this one. I'll show you it if I ever get it. But I don't like pain, so I won't get it. Here's what it says. Paul, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, The old life is what? A, can we read these last four words? A, new life has begun. I'm telling you, Paul, who persecuted Christians, says, listen, my old life is this, and you're made brand new in Jesus Christ. Stop living over there and start living with your new life. You are cleansed because of God, because of Jesus went to the cross for you. You are washed clean. And I think for many of us, we desire this, do we not? I mean, there's no one that says, I I still desire to live over there. I think for many of us, we're like turned like this. That we just need this truth all the time in us because the enemy's trying to tell us lies. The enemy's trying to reel us back and say, this is who you are. God says, no, I've washed you clean. And I think for many of us, we're, we're still just, for some of us, we're just still focused but we have a tendency to keep turning back. But I remember that. And I feel like sometimes God just needs to take our head and say, look forward. Remember, you're washed clean. My last thing to you in this series 
is this, that Jesus brings new life. Can we say that together with some passion? Some passion, because I lost all my passion last night at that football game. <laughs> so I, I just need this, all right? Can we say it together? Are you ready on the count of three? One, two, three. Jesus brings new life. Man, we serve a God who says, I don't care what your regrets look like. I'm not just a God of second chances. I'm not a God of third chances. I'm not a God of fourth chances. I'm a God of another chance. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to get down. And new life awaits you with Jesus. And that's the glorious day that we run into, is when we run into the arms of Jesus, we are changed, we are made new. The old is gone, the new is here. And now we get to celebrate those who are taking their next steps in baptism. And this is a party. One knows how to party. This is a party. This Baptism celebration is those that are recognizing that they've put their faith and trust into Jesus, and now they are symbolizing that their old self is gone as they get dunked, and their new self in Jesus Christ is made brand new, and new life has come up. It's a celebration. So I hope we celebrate. I hope Radiant Life knows how to party, all right? So, you guys can come up. All right, Kristen, you're our first one up. And family, I want to say, you can bring your family up. They can be the first ones to greet you, to give you a high five, to kiss you, to hug you, do anything appropriate because we are bringing some of our kids in. And I'm going to wait for the kids because I think the, the kids need to see this too. So we'll wait. And family, you guys can come and gather. You can gather on that side or whatever you want, whatever side. And did I see Tina here? Tina, can you just throw your hand up if you're here so I can see it? Tina, 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 Tina. Colleen, Tina. Tina, Tina, Tina. I don't see Tina. Tina, Tina. Hey, can I, I want to say something as the kids get in and uh, Kristen, oh man, I've never baptized someone in Notre Dame stuff. Hey, we'll hold you under water just a little bit longer. To... <laughs> we got to cleanse some things. <laughs> hey, I want to tell you um, the power of an invite. You can um, sit on your bottom and turn and face that way. Um, we had someone first service who's, who's invited, never been to our church, but came up and got baptized. That's the power. Yeah, that was awesome. But that's the power of an invitation, is to invite someone to church. Kristen, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? You have, and it's by the proclamation of your faith in him, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Is this yours? Yes, thank you. All right, I did not see Tina. Tina, 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 Tina. If not, Julia, you're next. 
Where's Julia? Julia, Julia, Julia. There you are. All right, Julia's going to share something. <laughs> be awesome. So, I don't know where to start at. Um, I quit believing in God when I was like 12. We um, went through homelessness a lot growing up. And um, it was really hard to try to think that there's um, a God that would let our family go through so much especially at such a young age, but um, growing older and oh, going to church in Meadow Creek made me realize that God's the one that pulled us out of it. He didn't put us through it. And then um, and once we moved to Sturgis two years ago, I didn't want to go to church anywhere else because I was too scared to join another family. And um, then the wares brought me here, and I haven't been happier since. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> All right, go ahead, sit in the middle. <laughs> Got it? Is that a GoPro? <laughs> Julia, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I it's by your, the proclamation of your faith in him, and I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Adara. It is warm, by the way. I'll wait till your family gets in. <laughs> Big family. Yeah. And friends. <laughs> Adara, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Yes, I And it's a privilege and honor to baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
It is now. Um, a lot of you are probably like that know me are like, okay, she's been a Christian for a long time. She's gone to church all of her life. What is she doing up there? <laughs> um, the thing of it is, is that you know, I was dedicated as a baby. And other than my experience in a small crowd in Israel when I had the absolute wonderful experience to go there and get baptized in the Jordan River, I've never been baptized in front of my church family. And just during this series and this re-life, re you know, this new life and rebirth. And I've come to a part in my life where things uh, in my journey and my faith have, have changed. And it's time. It's time to just be before you. And it's time to take that stand and make this part of my journey and a part of my history. And just to say, hey, you know, God is the way. <laughs> April, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? You have. And uh, by the proclamation of your faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Next, we have a video testimony we would love for you all to see. graduating to smoking weed and by the time I got to high school I already had a substantial drinking habit and uh, a smoking habit and a marijuana habit so yeah as high school progressed I I started realizing like I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life like I wanted to help people I spent all high school talking to my friends about their problems and helping them with theirs but I didn't have the slightest idea as to what mine were let alone how to fix them. A huge group of us from from my grade, plus or minus a grade, uh, we all joined the military. 9-11 happened while I was in basic training. It was kind of jarring. Like I joined the Army in a peacetime, and then I graduated basic, and it was wartime. And then my first deployment happened in 2003. After that deployment, um, I met the mother of my children. I've got three sons now, and two former stepsons that I, I love. I would not give them up for anything. Uh, deployment number two, that one, uh, that one was more like, you know, kind of what gets portrayed in movies. We had been there a month, and a vehicle from our unit got blown up. Everybody in it was gone, not, not just dead, gone. And uh, I had friends in the truck. That was tough. And then from that point on, it, it just continued. We moved back to our little peaceful-ish sector, and uh, we were there for, I don't know, a month or two. And um, we were going to pick up barricades. Well, I woke up, I don't know how many days later. That's when I gained full consciousness. Uh, I have three memories from Baghdad, as uh, the doctor said. 
Hey, Sergeant, I'm sorry. We might have to take your foot. And then um, I blacked out and I woke up again to him saying, yeah, we've, we've got to cut it off. And I got back to the Army and it was all thinking jobs. And like, I could take it for a while. But in my last duty station in San Antonio, everything fell apart. Just one thing after another after another. That was also about the time I told my wife I was ready for a divorce. And I was also within the same time frame that my stepdad was diagnosed with cancer. And it's also the same time that I realized I couldn't think the same way anymore. And my mind was falling apart because I never dealt with, with what happened the day I got blown up. And I just was up and down, never knowing how to feel. And uh, I would forget things like that. Everything that made me an awesome NCO, like I was losing it. And that was all my thinking power. As like it was just going bit by bit. I felt like that day that I got blown up, like mm, me got taken away from me. Like it's weird. Like my identity was in that foot. I was I was supposed to go to Ranger School. I was gonna be an infantry platoon sergeant. You know, I was gonna do all these amazing things. That whole thing is horrible. I just started drinking more and more and more because I hated everything. I didn't want to. I had at least 44 or more different infections. I, I started losing my will to run or work out. Like I, I gave in. I quit once the alcohol came and I started hating everything and so did the pills. And I got really good at being a very high-functioning addict. Drugs made my body feel good. Drinking made my body feel good. Not giving a crap about anything else felt good. One weekend, I was like, I, I, I gotta get off this pills. So I took two weeks of leave. Definitely not where I want to be, but I'm nowhere near where I was. And I've had a couple of incidences recently, and um, I am finally starting to get a grip on my mind. It hasn't been easy, but I feel like it's it's worth it, and I don't want to quit. And that's why I'm here. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like you always end up right where you need to be when you need to be there. And that first service I saw Brian talking, I thought he was talking straight to me. And it's been that way every Sunday. Because the world needs more of this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob Barthel, and I'm getting baptized. And this is me starting over. <laughs> uh, the beauty that I get to have in this moment is that <laughs> Bob and I went to school together, and his locker was only a few away from me, <laughs> all grown up. And uh, I, I want to speak one word of advice, of just encouragement before we get to do this. Is, um, Jesus is greater than anything you have faced. And he's still greater than any challenges that may lie ahead. So rest in him, in his strength, to constantly fight. Bob, have you placed your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Yeah. And it's uh, by your proclamation of your faith in him, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Woo! 
proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. At Radiant Life, what we, what we like to do is, even if you didn't sign up for baptism, maybe God's just been pulling on your heart this service, and you're like, today's the day. Is there anyone like that this morning? We've got extra towels. We've got extra T-shirts in the back. You just got to deal with wet underwear. Sorry. Was <laughs> <laughs> there anyone like that this morning that just God has moved, and you're like, I'm ready? Today's the day I'm made new. Anna, thanks for being brave. Um, and I know you, you don't come prepared for this, but when you, when you feel the Holy Spirit tug, uh, as Paul heard, go <laughs> and go. Thanks. Have you put your faith and trust into Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Yes. And it's uh, by your proclamation of your faith in him, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, you're here. I didn't see you sneak. What's your name? Brittany. I'm Julia's sister, actually. Brittany? Is that Brittany. how you say? Brittany, Julia's sister. How cool is that? Now sisters get baptized together. That's awesome. Come in, Brittany. Yeah, no, you're good. I was going to ask you if you have anything in your pockets, but you don't have pockets. <laughs> Brittany, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? I have. You have, and it's an honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Good job, Brittany. Anyone else? And, uh... <laughs> Do you want to say anything? Or no? <laughs> what? Yeah, all the way down. There you go. And your husband gets to be here. Anna, have you put your faith and trust in that Jesus Christ is your Lord and personal Savior? 
Yes, and it's uh, by your proclamation of your faith in him, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Anyone else? All right, part of Kristen's family. What is your name? I've never met you. Ashley. Ashley, can I get a high five? Yes, thank you. All right, Ashley. Absolutely take your shoes off, yes. Perfect. Go ahead and sit in the middle. Is Kristen your mom? Is this your daughter? Your niece. Did you come up here and see your aunt get baptized? That's awesome. Uh, I totally forgot your name, and I just said it like two seconds ago. Ashley. Ashley. It's a wonderful name, Ashley. All right, Ashley, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus? Yes. Yes. And it's uh, by your proclamation of your faith, Ashley, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We still got extra towels and plenty of t-shirts in the back. Anyone else? Is there anyone else? Anything in your pockets? Good. All right, Caitlin, you ready? Uh, Chris says your cell phone? No, it's at home. Okay. It's a good way to get a new iPhone 8, though. <laughs> I want the iPhone X. Oh. <laughs> Caitlin, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? I have. And uh, by the proclamation of your faith in Him as your Lord and Savior, I now baptize you in the name of the Father. Son, and Holy Spirit. Anyone else? Are we awkward yet? Anyone else? We're just going to make this a family affair, aren't we? 
in Michigan for 20 years. I looked and looked. I couldn't find a home. This is home. Mm, that's awesome. Step up there. Yep. Good job. And you knew it all along. Uh, hold on. Don't, don't, go, don't go in yet. I'm going to take your glasses. And she's going to take my watch. You don't have an iPhone, do you? Yes, but it's over there. Okay. I'm telling you, you can get a new one. This iPhone 8 Plus. I don't know how to take that off. You got a lot of jewelry getting off here. <laughs> it's just a watch. I'm sorry, what's but your name? Bobby. Bobby. It takes two hands, honey. I don't have two hands. <laughs> what, what kind of watch is this? <laughs> It's one of those class that just don't want to come up. It's open. You just got to take the little thing off of there. What one comes off? Look. See, You're smarter than I am. See this right here? Pull it that way. How many churchgoers? So there's, there's a joke in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Julia just said, how many churchgoers does it take to pull off a watch? You can sit right in the middle. There you go, Bobby. Bobby, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? Always. Always. What a great answer. Uh, it's by your proclamation of faith in him, I now baptize you, Bobby, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Anyone else? It'll dry. <laughs> Anyone else? What a party, huh? there anyone? One last call. All right, I'm already forgetting your name. Brandon. 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 Well, I thought it was going to be Brandon. I don't want anybody. Thanks for coming. Go ahead and sit in the middle. Brandon. Brandon. Not Brandon. 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 Let me scoot up a little bit. Brandon. The problem of having your mic on when you're trying to talk to yourself, everyone else can hear. Brandon. Brandon, have you put your faith into trust into Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? And um, a symbol of your dedication to him, the old is gone, the new is here. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, you're going to... 
Have you put your faith and trust into Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? This is pretty cool because uh, mom's got her phone out. That's really cool. Um, it's an honor and privilege to baptize you because of your faith in Jesus. And I'll baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Oh, you're not taking your pants unless you have short strength. <laughs> We're not that close, family, buddy. Oh, you came prepared. You think this is a hot tub or something? Like. Hey, same advice, I want to, this is cool too, because Frank and I grew up just a block away from each other or something, and uh, spent the night at his house a couple times, and it's cool to be able to do this to your former classmates and friends, and uh, same advice I, I told Bobby, I'm going to tell you, Jesus is so much stronger, and uh, just continue to surround yourself with the right people, all right? Frank, uh, have you put your faith and trust into Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, it's an honor and privilege to be here to baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. so funny. You came ready, man. That was great. That was great. Anyone else? Hey, kids, do you see the power of Jesus in people's lives? This is going to be you someday. It's going to be awesome. Anyone else? <laughs> All right, if not... We are going to continue celebrating with a couple songs, and then ushers will eventually make their way. But I want to pray for us and just thank God what happened. So will you please stand? The band's going to lead us in songs, and I just want to enter uh, a time of worship again with, through song. But let me pray for all of us. Father, we thank you for new life. We thank you so much that families can come and just celebrate how awesome, how good you are. We pray for everyone who's experienced baptism at Radiant Life this morning from the first service to the second service. God, will you just put a hedge of protection around them as they continue to make steps in their faith? 
knowing that their old ways are gone and with Jesus they are made new. And we just thank you so much. We thank you that tomb was empty. We thank you that you went to the cross and took our sin, our shame upon your shoulders so we don't have to. And we thank you that no matter what we face in life, you are greater than it all. We love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.